welcome to another edition of the Battle Lineup Podcast. I am your host, CJ. And as always, I am joined by two illustrious minds, Bud and Justin. But wait, something terrible has happened. Sometimes life just isn't fair. We try to understand the immense challenges put upon us, but I just don't think I can handle Bud's absence. Watch out for bears, my friend. Kind of a weird day. Kind of a weird day. Our, our good friend Bud, not with us today. I know, it's it's sad. I mean, not having Bud means no Jimmy. I don't know what Jimmy's up to. I, I don't know what tight ends to talk about. <laughs> I mean, what do we do? It's a good point. I don't know if no Jimmy. We might have a Jimmy sighting later. I, <laughs> seems like he works on his own schedule, but definitely no Bud. I heard, uh, what is it, 20 years he's been working over there at the Swoosh, and, uh, and they give him a sabbatical. Is that what this is all about? Yeah, it's 10 years, but yeah, he's taking a sabbatical for six weeks. Oh, yeah. not, not bad. And yeah. and where is he? Uh, he's in Alaska, the great state of Alaska, last I heard. So yeah, somewhere, that's why I'm worried about bears. I'm worried about maybe North Korean nuclear missiles. I, You know, that's not a great place to be right now. I, I worry about him. I do as well. I didn't know he was out there, so that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother ball game. Well, yeah. Well, we got we're gonna try an experiment, and this is this could really backfire on us. This could really be a bad thing for the for the podcast. I know the league wasn't happy when we made this change, but we did bring on a guest analyst. Um, you know, I don't know. You know who it is, Justin. Are you worried about this? Do you think this is gonna work out, or do you think that you know this guest is going to ruin us? You know, maybe our reputations are at stake a little bit. Well, the the big deal is that it's eight o'clock. Everyone should know that it's eight o'clock. You know, we we obviously record these in advance. People listen to them, you know, early mornings on the weekends. But it's eight o'clock real time on a right. Wednesday night. Right. So there's a good chance that our guest is 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 wasted, if not extremely tipsy at this point. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, to be honest, I don't know if I I've ever talk to him sober i mean i did talk to him at work one time but i don't know if he was you know sober or not but everyone knows irish puddles so he's our guest analyst um taylor let's run the music little intro music for our uh, our guest there All right. So this team has never won a playoff game. They've never been to a bowl game. They've never won a division title, but demands to be considered the greatest team owner in league history. Let me let me introduce everybody to Irish Puddles or Kevin, as many may not realize his name. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> hey, welcome to I the like podcast. The uh, pleasure to be here. Yeah. Have you ever won a championship in any league? Uh, I was I was a pretty mean soccer player in sixth grade. Justin can attest to that. Whoa, whoa, sorry. We don't talk about soccer on the podcast. Jim and Justin uh, knows that. By the, by the way, the bio, uh, I mean, the idea of what Taylor thinks of me on um, coming onto this and the uh, parameters I've already been given that the league hasn't heard before I got on, um, it's just, it's you know, Two two different worlds. I'm 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 coming in at. So anyway, I don't I don't know what you mean, Justin. Do you know what he's talking about? Again, he's rambling early. He's probably drunk. It's hard to pin him down right. uh, between the AA meetings. Right, and, right, right. Yeah. You know, okay. Stuff, but... Maybe once we start talking about football, he'll start to make sense. We'll see what happens. Let's, Hopefully. Let's, 
Yeah. Hasn't hasn't happened for I think, a year I think yet. I can get there. <laughs> All right. Hey, so let's let's learn a little bit about you. Let you know, we don't know a whole lot about you, I don't think, other than you know, like Bud would say, the vicious cockfights on the pod, on the Slack machine, and the the f this and I hate Slackbot and all that. We all know that about you, but let's uh, like, is this? Would you consider this league your your main league, like your league of record? Well, uh, yes, this is. I call this the big boy league. Uh, well, I've been in a few leagues uh, over the last ten years, and uh, the longest league I've been in. Uh, Probably been for about 11 years, but uh, this, this wow. new one is definitely considered the big boy league. All right. Well, so I, you've been here for a year now. What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts? What do you think about this league? What do you, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? You know, the commitment level. Uh, I think in my other league, I was usually the one doing the podcast or talking the most. Crap. And, uh, you know, <laughs> just, just, just being the man in charge. And now, uh, you know, I'm still the man in charge, but I, I love being <laughs> Oh, you're the man in charge? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, when it comes down to, like, the, the, the greatest decisions ever known to fantasy football, yes. Uh, right. But uh, right. just, you know, obviously uh, the the leadership from the top is uh, quite impressive. The podcast, the uh, updates, the power rankings, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Oh, well, what don't you like about it? Uh, Badonka Brooks. Oh, right, right, because he's a champ? Uh, well, you got lucky. You got lucky last year. That's probably the only bitter, bitter thing I have. To let me tell you. Let me let me tell let me tell you something. I mean, I'm talking to Justin about this one because it was like um, I don't know, like September or something, and and I'm going back and forth, the usual trying to make a trade IP that we've never been able to accomplish, but we talk constantly <laughs> about trying to trade it. And just we've never come to a to a full trade. But he told me he goes, look, dude. You need to make this trade because you're the best of the bottom. He told me that. <laughs> the best of the bottom. I wonder why the league didn't get through. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed that that trade didn't go through. I thought that was icing on the cake, and somehow it's uh, deteriorated. I offered you $300 cash for Des Bryant. Well, you know, I don't go into details uh, of trades uh, in, in, you know, unless I'm talking to that individual. So I don't know what kind of cardinal rule you're breaking. Uh, we are, I don't know how you trade. We won't go into that. But, uh, you know, I, I won't discuss any any trades ever. Well, oh, that, that didn't go through is what you're saying. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Well, it has to be because the rule is you have to – you have to divulge all elements of the trade on both sides. So are you trying, are you implying that you have not divulged? <laughs> Gord. Oh, oh, sorry, what? I'm sorry, it said something in my throat. There. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, speaking of, you, you mentioned uh, the, the power rankings. What do you feel the, do you believe in the validity of the power rankings? When I'm on top, yes. Uh, don't get excited, Justin, but I love it when I'm on top. Um, I think that's uh, you, you can see that uh, the guys at the bottom are the new expansion teams, which is uh, totally legit. And, uh, you know, battling out uh, with you two in the same division uh, is, uh, has, has been awesome to see. And I think power rankings show, uh, show all the validity that is needed in, in the league. So, yeah, uh, thank you. That's great to hear. So, Justin, one more question, and, and this is kind of towards the both of you, and then you can ask some questions yourself because um, so far this interview has gone really poorly because 
turns out Irish Puddles is a terrible interviewee, but we'll get we'll we'll get past that. I think it's his first time. He's a rookie on the podcast. We'll be all right. So, but anyways, last thing, what was the tension like in the neighborhood after the last power rankings results? Was it pretty bad or what happened? Uh, no phone call. Uh, no phone calls, no messages. <laughs> uh, we kind of kept it civil. Uh, uh, a lot of drinks and um, yeah, a lot of drinks like I've been drinking for the last six hours. Uh, I know you guys can't tell, but I am dead ass drunk. Not sober, <laughs> drunk. Well, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, this and, is good. and for those of you that uh, aren't on the old uh, video cast in which we, uh, we, we, we set this up to you know, to do the, the podcast, we get to see each other and his eyes are crossed. So <laughs> I wish everyone could see that. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd try to stay true to form. Oh, perfect. Thank you. So a couple of questions, <laughs> IP, uh, that I'd like to, you know, obviously we've been, we've been acquaintances. Some would call us friends. We're roommates for sure for many, many years. Now, now we're, uh, we're league colleagues, which is- Wait a, a minute, wait a minute. You guys were roommates? We were. We were back at the University of Oregon. Wow. Breaking news. He put it on his resume for fantasy football just to get into other leagues, but <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. So now that we're now that we're we're league colleagues, which is a whole different level of commitment, right? I mean, this is this is where things um, you know, turn in a relationship, see if you can function within the league. I'd be interested to ask you, you came in to a team um with a that had a pretty good roster you talk about some of these bottom feeders and stuff like what would you have done if you came in a year ago with one of those uh those last place teams i'm just kind of curious you got a fantasy mind to you a little bit it's a lot bigger in your own mind than it <laughs> truly is but <laughs> that's a good question that's a good yeah, question. So tell me what you would be doing if you were um kind of one of these new expansion uh teams had the the roster that they have and, and how would you turn it around in a hurry i think uh i would actually be doing a lot of what uh lewis is doing and trying to get i think he kind of scrapped last year that's fairly uh apparent and i think getting as many first round draft picks you know, or early draft picks for the next year uh that's probably the strategy i would have gone try to get as many young young new players as possible um and build uh, build the team that way wow really wow, i kind of look at it a little different oh, i look at yeah. how i look at how hockatack came in and basically mortgaged his draft in order to get some some decent players that he could build off of this year and in the future well i think um and we'll go into this a little bit later but you know the whole dynasty versus keeper league um you know debate i think um you know, going for younger players uh, like maybe a Mariota, like obviously I've done, uh, and some young young players overall, uh, and just dumping the breezes of the world, or maybe even like a you know Des Bryant, some guys that are a little older, maybe getting to that that age thirty or his quarterback into age forty, unloading those guys and, and taking the younger guys and trying to build that way uh, on top of the draft picks is probably the best way to do it. AJ Green. Uh, no one wanted AJ Green. Um, <laughs> tried to move him, wanted him at all, but uh, yeah, maybe this time next year you'll have him. <laughs> we'll see. We're never gonna get a trade that. I'm sorry. Uh, old Cavro, as they call you on the streets outside of fantasy football. What streets? Uh, streets of Tualatin. 
<laughs> Those are rough. They're cul-de-sacs. So, uh, IP, lastly, um, you came in with all kinds of IP productions, and I feel it, it, it's a little bit like um, what Bungo's doing to the countdown right now. Like, you've just kind of fallen off of... Yeah, I'm ready to move on. Like, and hey, and, and Kevin, I'm going to do some, like, in-podcast coaching for you right now. And, let's let's do it. Make, let's, Taylor, let's make sure we keep this in. Um, now you get to talk about the league and make fun of the other teams. So enjoy. It's so fun. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm concerned guys that the bungle countdowns killing me. I it's one day on one day off, two days off, two days on. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we shut them off? Should we kick them off a of slack? What do you guys think? I don't know. We, we had employees that were, uh, just like this at the employee store when you and I work together. It's like one day off, show up for a day, gone for two, call out for one, come back strong. I don't know. I, I we we gave him an opportunity, an ample opportunity, just to throw this thing away. And uh, I think he's in it for the long haul. What are we at? 40, 48? Well, I think we should be at forty three, but he hasn't done it for a couple days. So maybe he did it yesterday. But I don't know if he should be able to just do a countdown and not say anything else on Slack at all. Is he just trying to boost his Slack percentage of uh, the stats <laughs> that, are, that are out there? Yeah, I think he might be. What do you think, IP? I just can't wait till he gets to AJ Green. That's all I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for. And then afterwards, I think really, I could care less. Yeah, that'll be like right before the draft and trades will be over, so... Yeah, you might not have him at that point, knowing your track record for trading. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's on the market. Trading trading ends a week from Sunday. You guys you guys feeling like you guys are ready to – you feel like your teams are set? There's no more moves you're trying to make? I don't know. Justin, what do you think? You got anything else you want to do? I'm thinking of packaging uh, big Ezekiel Elliott with, uh, with Jordan Reed and see if, if there's any takers out there. <laughs> Two guys that may not play this season. <laughs> a couple games, a couple games here and there, but you know, that Cowboys phones are open. Let's talk. So, IP? CJ, what, what's uh, what's what, what trade kind of took your uh, breath away? Listen, I'm not going to uh, go into that. We're going to talk about trades in a little bit, I guess. Like, we're going to try and fumble through it. We're not very good at it. I wish we had an expert on the podcast that could help <laughs> us with trades, but. Uh, I'm just going to say the only trade that bothered me this year was trading Aaron Rodgers, but I got to stick it to IP. So boom. <laughs> I, I have to agree. And, and like, and like Justin said, we we're not going to touch that elephant in the room. Yeah, no, we're not. Um, yeah. Also, Hey, did you guys, did you guys see that? Uh, Duck Cowboy has made three covers on three different magazines this summer. Does anyone notice that? IP, did you notice that? I, I've seen. I've, I've noticed. I've seen. Uh, usually when he's on anything, I, I try to look the other way. But uh, I, I do have to say, I, I did like the Tom Brady uh, cutout with him and the sports bra. That was that was a nice cut <laughs> by you. It's not one of the covers. Um, well, I, I I I get that, but I did I did enjoy the Tom Brady. All my guys are always dropping. Crap. <laughs> and you finally get Tom Brady and some underwear. Good for you. Yeah. Kevin, 
Kevin enjoys anything in a sports bra. Yeah, I, I, let's see. Uh, let me look through my housekeeping. Uh, oh, well, let's elaborate a little bit. What were those three? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you were on, obviously, you were on Forbes. That was a big deal. Like, that and that was deal. emotional for you. You know, you, you had done a lot. Like, that was a big deal. You, you were on the cover, kind of, on the League Illustrated, right? Like, you're, you were on there as a little bit of that, you know. We don't want right. to give you too much, but. Sure. And then sure. you made the, the Christensen Court Weekly, which I thought was, uh, was that's, nice. That's you know That, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, that's. It, holds a, it was. It holds a dear place in my heart, and uh, I'm hopeful that you know that we have uh, more leaguers out next year, Fourth of July. It's going to happen again. Christensen Court Barbecue Throwdown. If there's anyone that wants to participate in the rib competition itself, uh, we'd be happy to have more t- participants or judges. Um, but that's that's really that that felt good. So thank you for bringing that one up. Yeah. Yeah. No. No problem. Let me uh, look at my list here. All right. All right, let's move on. So we actually gave IP the opportunity to bring up his own topic this week to see how, you know, see what his mind's all about, see what that, you know, bag of cats that's in his mind, you know, how that works, all that stuff. So, so IP, why don't you go ahead and tell us what your topic is this week? And this might be your only week, so try to make it a good one. So uh, I wanted to bring up Dynasty versus Keepers. What's the difference? So, uh, actually, I'm going to throw this right back at you, Badonk. What We've had this discussion a few times. What What's the biggest difference in your mind between Dynasty and Keeper? Well, I, 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 I don't know if you're comparing our league to a true Keeper league or not, but I think the problem with – or the big difference is that a Keeper league, you have to be more of a general manager on multiple fronts, right? Like you have to manage – your 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 keeper roster you have to um look at your draft picks and manage those um you can and then when you're in the middle of the season or during the season the the moves you make during the season can impact your off season right so you got to pick up the right guys you got to invest in people you got to hold on to certain guys longer than maybe you want we're in a dynasty league you, you have very few moves that you can make, right? And like, if you're waiting for certain guys for a long time, you know, there's, there's less players out there available to make your team better. Um, dynasty, you're in for the long haul. I think it's, it's less, to me, a dynasty league is less exciting. There's less things you can do um, kind of around the, the, the year based on how we put our league together. I don't know. Well, I, I think you kind of just – you know, kind of just stole what I was about to say. Dynasty leagues, you got to have a lot more patience. Um, you know, the domination periods are longer uh, in, in dynasty leagues. I know this isn't an, uh, a free segue for you to jump in and say you're going to be dominating the league for the next four or five years. But uh, when teams are good in dynasty, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's a lot more boring when, you know, they're, they're good for the, you know, two, three, four, five, six years. Uh, I think with keeper leagues, uh, there's more of an off season uh, because there's more trades. Um, And I I think the biggest thing I wanted to bring up was the, you know, the the keeper league draft draft calculation. I've talked to uh, Justin a few times about this. Um, Guys overvalue first round draft picks way too long when they're talking about trading. 
when, when you're looking at, you know, let's say we walk, so we have five keepers in this league. Our first round, our first round picks are six rounds. They're, 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 they are uh, valued as a six round. So when, when we're talking about doing trades, uh, you know, for a, a certain player, um, if you can get a Lamar Miller, let's say, I'm not just throwing it out for, for no reason, but if you get a Lamar Miller uh, in, you know, m- you know, maybe in that in that first through five rounds, um, it, it's so. Anyway, anyway, anyways, my my point was, or wherever you guys lost me, um, you know, valuing that 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 sixth round pick. I agree. And- Kev, we've been saying it for a long time. I mean, I think that there's people that kind of understand that. You know, there's also a, a defensive keeper in there, so you're even getting into the next, you know, top 60, top 72 players. You know, they're going to – a point value that they're going to be putting up points, you know, on a week-in and week-out basis. And I think there's a certain group that understands that and a certain group that doesn't. You know, it's still a balancing act. I mean, you talk about what we have and what a dynasty league is – I, I still think that it's it, it it's kind of like, you know, you look at some of these NFL teams that are out there, like there's a lot of really patient or maybe even NBA teams that are out there trying to build through the draft and stuff. Like NBA is probably the best example right now. Like if you want to win in the next five years, you don't build through the draft and, 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 and become patient and look for younger players. There's a couple that can be game changers that are out there, but you go and you get blue chip, top producers week in and week out if you want to win in the next three or four years. So I like winning now (laughs) (laughs) and to talk to everybody like the Celtics that six years from now, and I've got a whole bunch of first round draft picks over the next five years, I'd move that stuff into stuff that can produce for me right away. And that maybe that's just a difference in philosophy and people. Um, I understand both approaches, I guess that I just feel like this league versus a dynasty league is a little bit more of a win now because uh, that's what's relevant and that's that's where the trash talking is going to kind of take place for the next. Year. I want to I want I, I agree with you guys and I think that you're and I say this probably on every single podcast your keepers you have to solidify your keepers you, you you're not you, even if you have a great draft you're not going to draft players more than likely you're not going to draft players in the first round that are probably going to be with your team for years to come. I mean, if you just look back at all the um, drafts, drafts yeah. that have happened, there, there just aren't players in there. So it's, it's disappointing when um, you offer up a good player and you kind of get almost like, no way I'm set. I want my, my second overall pick. Cause that's going to get me, you know, Christian McCaffrey, who, who knows what's going to happen there where you could have gotten, you know, a, a real true blue chip proven player, which you need. And if you don't have those, you got to You got to use it. It's kind of a nine ball move to, to turn away a, a, a top three round, a top round player for a sixth round pick. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, and I think that that's what, that's what some of the guys like um, pursuit of happiness and, um, it goes back to that. Those guys and like Hawk Attack that were willing to give up draft picks. Now you can't go to a team that has five solid keepers and expect them to to want to pick up a sixth guy for a first round pick because that doesn't make any sense then. Because it's like now I got to turn around and trade that guy. You know, it's like that's just 
it's work and I may not get anything for them and I've lost a high draft pick. If you look at the history of fantasy football, and this is the last, you know, three or four years that we've had a league, there hasn't been a Zeke. Like that's the outlier by by a long that's an edge case, right? Like that just isn't that's not gonna happen. Is Leonard Fournette gonna be that guy? Not on Jacksonville. You know what I mean? He's still gonna be good. Maybe he'll be good, but is he gonna be Zeke? No, heck no. Like that's 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 a once in a lifetime type thing, if you ask me, the the whole situation he fell into. I agree with you, especially, you know, you're talking about people taking stabs. It, we're going to have the Zeke effect. We've talked about it many podcasts. We're going to have the Zeke effect here uh, that yeah. happens in the first round. And is there another one out there? You know, McCaffrey, McCaffrey, what he did at Stanford, you know, it could be another outlier, but we're, but it's not as sure of a thing with the offensive line. The Cowboys, you're right, the team means everything. I think McCaffrey with a different team, you know, would have been a different um, – reach in the first round but um we'll see we'll see it's the zeke effect for sure yeah kevin because i traded my first round pick of uh 2018 for a second round pick with bud who isn't on the podcast uh for a second rounder i think i have what 13 second rounders uh coming into the draft (laughs) something like that Uh, yeah so uh there's a few young guys i think in this draft that are going to be um, you know, real good for a real long time uh, going forward. So uh, we'll see. I think uh, I'd probably be hurting next year without a first-round pick, but hopefully all these seconds uh, turn out well for me. Well, and that's the beauty of this league, going back to kind of keeper versus dynasty. Like, you have the whole season to start even picking up first-rounders. You know, once the season starts, trading is back on. And, you know, like um, kind of like what uh, – um, he got me did got a couple of first rounders during the season. You got two of them during the season last year. You know, you, there's a lot of football left. There's a lot that could happen. Fab budget's going to change everything um, for the league. And if you really believe in a player, you can spend whatever you want on them. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point that we've put together in this league is to kind of make it a year round league where you really have to manage the team and, and and do good. Um, I just noticed that, uh, Devonte Booker out for six to eight weeks with a wrist. So, uh, bad, you, no, you're kidding. No, bad news for, uh, for the Broncos and, uh, really bad news for Booker. That's a guy that I thought coming into this league was going to be a little mighty mouse, you know, and it's kind of sad to see that he just can't get himself going. Wait a second. I thought we were having Bud's dog. What is that? So we are having butts back. Okay, Ooh. Taylor. Well, I guess I don't know what's going on. All right. Hey, what's up, uh, fellow Battle of the Lamette uh, leaguers? Uh, unfortunately, Bud's back. I won't be able to make it on the podcast this week because I am in sunny Alaska up here in Sitka enjoying uh, <laughs> the Bear Castle and the uh, Bird's Prey. Um, so my question this week for Bud's bag for you guys to cogitate on. Who is going to be your breakout player? Not necessarily on your team, maybe on a different team. Somebody you're thinking about picking up in the draft. Uh, could be a running back, could be a flex player, could be a quarterback that you're picking up in the draft. So uh, who's going to be that breakout player? Um, talk about it. I hope to hear next week. Uh, IP don't suck and um, go hip hop. Okay. 
Wow, wow, he called in. Wow, that's impressive. Thanks, uh, Taylor, the intern and producer, for uh, putting that together. Wow. What, what a great thing. So, hey, can, I, I know that he parameters on here, or what? Uh, can we talk about our own players? Because Jay Ajayi and Todd Gurley are going to break out huge. You know what I mean? Like, but should I not count those guys? I don't know. Like, what do you think, Duck Cowboy? I'm just impressed at their cell service in Alaska. Um, <laughs> a little, it's a little spotty there, but it's always great to hear from our friend Hip Hop. Uh, as far as breakout players, I mean, well, I'm just saying, should we should we have like not our own players? Should yeah, I don't know. I mean, players? this is one of those things again where we're giving intel to the rest of the league, but we should. I mean, I felt for a couple of years. Look, Buck Booker, we I uh, just kind of dropped that Booker thing. Like I thought he'd be a, a running yeah. back that has an opportunity you know, to do it. Um, Tyler Lockett for me has been a guy the last couple of years that I think uh, gets going and poor guy can't stay healthy, but what a talent. He has breakout games that are unbelievable. He's on my roster. I wish it would have changed um, kind of my off season. Yeah. At the end of the year, last year, his injury really changed what I had the opportunity to do with him, um, you know, here in this off season. But again, I think he's a guy that if healthy this year could really be a, a breakout player. Um, Terrell Pl- Pryor. And I think that Terrell Pryor could be a guy uh, now with that number one uh, receiving role that could break out. So those are a couple of guys just off the top of my head. But Yeah, um, I, I agree with uh, Terrell Pryor. What do you think, uh, Kev? I think uh, Gurley is going to suck a fatty. Uh, not do too much this year. Just, that's a wow. horrible, horrible, horrible uh, idea there. Uh, I think I already touched base uh, a little bit on it. I think uh, Montgomery – is going to be a top 12 running back this year. Uh, wow. I just think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. You saw him the last three or four games last year. Uh, just, you know, put, put some awesome games back to back to back. Uh, and here's my homework, homework call. I think Mariota from this year on, I think Mariota from uh, this year is just going to keep on getting better and better. And they added arguably the best receiver in the draft, uh, Mr. Corey Davis. Uh, so I, I see, uh, I see Maria doing really well. Oh, okay. I think that, um, Willie Sneed is going to have a big year. I think he's, he's set up to be pretty great. I don't think that Thomas is going to be what Gore wants him to be. And I think that Derek Henry is going to also take over that backfield and have a really big year. I just think DeMarco's had a lot of, a lot of rushes. He's had a lot of punishment and I think Gore's going to, Gore's going to struggle, and I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's a big one. I mean, people have been saying that about DeMarco for a long time. He stepped in there and did his thing. He's been injury-prone in the past, but you're right. There's no there's no doubt that Henry has the talent to to be a, a, the, the, the big dog. Um, I don't know. And you know that you know that they want to they want to move on from Demarco at some point with the cost and everything having Henry there and on his rookie contract like at some point they got to make a decision maybe it's this year maybe it's next year but Easy's got to decide if he's going to want to keep him or not you know I know that uh, I think that's the biggest decision probably going into the draft because if you look at his squad if he wants to win now he's he's not going to be keeping him as one of his five keepers so. Yep. Does he drop them in? Who knows? Hey, it's it's an ongoing. We could have an an easy roster <laughs> segment on this program. He has one of those rosters that I can look at for days. I'm glad. 
I'm glad I'm not the one making the decisions, and I love easy to death, but that roster is full. And I think last time we talked about this, we didn't even bring up Kelvin Benjamin at the I end know. of things. No, it's you're like, right. Yeah. He's held on to him, you know, and kept him year over year, and that guy is is a specimen of a human being. Could have a breakout, year, you know, games where he looks unstoppable. I mean, it's just another decision for him. So maybe we think about that as a segment. Good luck, easy. Yeah, we could do the easy segment, right? Easy, easy, easy keepers, not so easy. Yeah, so I do feel bad for Easy because, you know, his first year he went to the Bridge Bowl and he's struggled since, and he just can't quite get it right. Um, well, you know what that is? Just, 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 Justin. Justin's super jabber. Whoa, the jabber. Boom. No wheel of jabber this week as much as uh, I know, but you got to keep the people hungry. You got to keep them thirsty. Okay. So I got to thinking. Hold on. I got the wheel right here. Are you sure? You don't want me to spin it? Not this week. Not this week. Ah, We're going to keep them thirsty. The, uh, yeah, the, 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 the feedback for the for the wheel of jabber has been unbelievable and I want want to uh, overdo a good thing so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna change back to just kind of some thought that I had here I know that duck cowboy uh, much like a lot of everybody else out there has been probably starting to look at the draft a little bit and thinking about past drafts and how they play out and mock drafts and players that you like and potentially where they're going to be available uh, you know, when your draft picks come around, it got me to thinking, I fall victim to this a lot. And I'm curious if everyone else does, I'll, I'll ask you guys, and it'll be interesting kind of for the league to think about a little bit, but you get to a player that's available and it's a player that you absolutely hate, but his value is there or, or he plays for a team that you just can't stand to watch on Sundays. <laughs> And because of that, does it deter you from drafting him at that spot, right? And for me, there's a couple of players. It always has something to do with an Oregon connection. Like, <laughs> like even thinking about trading for Jameis Winston, you know, with all the upside, the, the, he's got this team, and, and as young as he is, it, like, I just can't stomach it because of what happened with the Ducks, right? Terrell Pryor, a guy that I said has that same upside, falls in the same boat. I mean, he was a Quarterback for Ohio State beat the Ducks in the Rose Bowl. Had one of the best games that he's had in his career. And I don't know that I can root for the guy. Um, and then I think about players like Deshaun Jackson, obviously a, a, a redskin, just a pompous, arrogant a-hole. And, uh, but if they, if they stand there and they're on the board, they've got value, more value than anyone else. Do you pick him? You know, I'd put Odell Beckham Jr. in this category for myself. Uh, oh, yeah, I guys, we're talking about having to root for somebody in division for points for your fantasy football, and you've got a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. is playing for the Giants, and I've got to somehow be okay with him catching passes and, and scoring touchdowns. So, talk to me, guys. Who are they for you? Do you guys go through this same internal struggle? I mean, it's rough. Well, I'll say I'll jump in first, Kev, but um. Yeah, I just to layer on, I will not draft Odell Beckham Jr. If <laughs> no matter what, and I'm not just saying that, but like if I get a if I have an early pick, I, I'll move to uh, like you know Antonio Brown or 
or, you know, one of those three running backs at the top, like in a redraft league or, you know, you know, I, I don't even think I go with Julio Jones. Like I might even stretch to Mike Evans or AJ Green when it comes up, but I won't take, I won't take OBJ. I hate, I hate Lamar Miller. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have that guy. I don't want him. And I don't want Cam. I will never draft Cam Newton, no matter what the circumstances is. And to ask, answer your question, if I come to a point and the value pick is a Raider, a Patriot, or a Sea Chicken, won't do it. Nope. Uh, I will pass. I don't even care what it is. I just oh. And I'm the idiot that drafts Roddy White or Vincent Jackson every year. So you know, like I got some experience with this. But I mean, both the guys I hate the most, both quarterbacks, kind of like what Justin was saying, uh, hate Winston. I think uh, Justin and I had many conversations about how good Winston's going to be with all the new weapons they got. Uh, I think Howard out of Alabama, that tight end is going to be amazing. Uh, but wouldn't draft him. Can't have him. I just, I, just, I hate the guy. And then uh, same thing, uh, you know, Cam Newton beat, beat my Ducks in the national championship game. Yeah. Hate him. Can't can't stand him. And that's why I think uh, Zeke is an idiot. And uh, it's only a matter of time before he's behind bars anyway. So we won't have to be looking at him any, anyway. And we'll just move on. Well, thank you, IP. You- and and I, I, I saved that. I saved that one for the last because I had to put the 240 yards rushing, you know, and the beatdown of the Ducks, the Ohio State beatdown of the Ducks, um, behind me to 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 move on and, and grab Zeke last year. And I'm happy that I did. But I think that's an outlier, much like he was an outlier in the draft last year. <laughs> it's, of course it's you're going to say that. It's tough. No, I mean, it's an internal struggle. God, I hope he gets his act together. But uh, he's a cowboy now, and uh, that's the one trump card. So we'll take it. All right. Speaking of the draft, hey, anything else there, Duck Cowboy? How you feeling? Good. You, you, you get no, that's just a little bit of, of jabber. It was on my mind, so I appreciate it. Maybe we'll bring the wheel back next week. Yeah. Well, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So, hey, let's uh, let's talk about the draft, how the draft's going to work. So I'm sure everybody's looking forward to this. So I'm just going to kind of go through I'm going to talk through a couple of things. Uh, Irish puddles, you know, and I will, will kind of manage the draft, and no one's going to have to worry about anything other than just showing up. And being on time, because we will start. Just like last year, we had a couple guys rolling in. What's up? So I'm confident that you're going to be managing it now. IP does computer works today, and he was drunk at 3.30. So, Yeah. Yeah, what I meant was Irish Puddles is going to let us into the building, and then I'll take it from there. I'll go straight to the bar. You guys guys get things ready. (laughs) So here's how it's going to work. So around noon – Irish puddles are going to start drinking, right? So that's kind of like the first sort of milestone of the day. The bookends. Yeah, right. Like, that's what that's what we'll start with, right? Right, Kev? Done. Yeah, okay, perfect. All right, so we know the location, right? So tell us about the location, IP. You kind of – you know the people. You kind of set us up. What's yeah, up? Yeah, it's a great little venue, uh, Independent Sports Bar and Grill. We have the uh, VIP uh, room in the back. We have some leather couches, four flat screen TVs, and we will have our credit uh, waitress. So everything uh, is set up and ready to go. And guys, for, I know a bunch of us were there last year. Uh, and that's where we first met, met Neil, and he totally blew his interview. But it was like, um, 
it, most of us were there so we've been there it's a cool spot so for those of you that haven't seen it it's 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 a good it's a good venue for sure I'm, I'm actually really happy that we got it with the extra tvs and everything we're gonna we're gonna hook some stuff up so setup is gonna be around 5 30 so we'll show up around 5 30 and, and end zone and i will will be kind of getting everything set up and ready to go and what i mean by that is we're gonna have a couple of screens hopefully i haven't seen how they have it all set up but we'll have a couple of screens that will have the team that's on the clock with the countdown there'll actually be a countdown on the on every pick that will people will be able to see um and neil and tony are going to help so tony's triple threat team's gonna make an appearance he's going to help us run the draft so that it goes really smooth and it doesn't have to be entirely managed by me which would be nice you know so i could actually focus on my draft a little bit Plus, uh, plus, we need a likable uh, figure in the room. Right. No one better than than Tony. He's the most right. likable man. That's it, true. It, it, I mean, when he left, the the league suffered a little bit as far as likability. Yeah, that's when we had to come out with the douche meter and stuff like that. Like things right. just sort of fell apart. Yeah. I hate. I hate that thing. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you would. I, I, we could see. You know, maybe if Meatloaf wants to come back and make an appearance, just <laughs> and just sit, I will make an entire production out of that. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see. whoever shows up last, we'll make them sit on the floor, okay. and then they can make me pay for everything. All right, so um, we'll start down five thirty. So the the official reception begins at 6 15 so that's when we'll start so hopefully guys can show up early so we have a chance to kind of you know say hello because a lot of us you know haven't seen each other in a while maybe even since the last meeting so if if, if guys can show up early that'd be great we'll be kind of ready to go by about 6 15 um and uh oh uh, let me so let me go back so there'll be a clock but then there'll also be one screen we'll have the actual draft board so you can see what every single pick was so I'll have a couple of computers there set up so we can run a couple screens and make sure it's easy for people to know who's been picked. I don't, I'm not going to put the, and this is for you, bud. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put the best available up there. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do your own research, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like last year. I think that on one of the screens, you should have a loop of just all of the Slack pictures and oh, that would be funny. memes and the whole deal. Just running just one just dedicated so that you can kind of take in the prior year off season just on one of the screens, you know, on a thumb, on a thumb drive or something. Yeah. I wonder how I could do that. I'll have to think about that and see if, yeah, if maybe we can plug a thumb drive in or something. It's a good idea that cowboy. We'll take that one back. Um, so then the draft will start at seven o'clock sharp. Like I said, um, we'll actually have a countdown that will be the last 15 minutes end zone will then make his pick and we're going to move on. And anyone that doesn't, isn't there on time, we're going to give them best available player based on fantasy pros. Right. So we're just going to keep it simple for, for, for that. And then, um, and then the first three rounds of the draft. So the first, so rounds one, two, and three will be two minutes. And then we'll do a 15 minute break at the end of the third. So that way people can reassess because those first three rounds are really the, mo- the the only, those are the most important rounds. Like it'd be great to give people a chance to maybe grab a beer, um, 
redo their draft boards, kind of get ready. And then the rest of the draft will be 90 seconds, four through 12. And, and again, if, if somebody, unless this is all you guys out there, no belly aching, you get that 90 seconds comes up and you're going to see it just like the rest of us. It's up. You don't, you don't can't argue. Don't bitch and whine nothing. You, your pick is done. It's, it's not up to you at that point. Cause we, cause last year it took way too long for the draft. If you guys remember, it was just, it took too long and we need to, we need to keep it under control. So the other thing, and, and Irish puddles and I haven't had too much time to talk about this, but we're talking about in, we voted pro in, um, to have, uh, sorry, to have a trade during the draft. Yeah. So we, and, and what we had kind of roughly had talked about and IP jump in here in a minute, but we talked about every team would have the ability to have one trade and it's like you throw a flag and then there's a, there's a five minute trade that pauses the draft five minutes goes up and those two owners have to work out their trade right during that time. Um, it can be picks. It can be for players. It can be for kind of whatever. Straight, but they have straight to, cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Like whatever it takes. But you only get one because I don't think we could be doing multiple trades during this. And you yeah, know I mean? you talk about speeding up the draft. Um, this is going to be one of those things. I don't know how often it's going to be used. It's interesting because someone takes the player that you think's going to be there. You throw a flag out. You go up and start offering your pick plus something else, are they going to be in a designated area or room, step out? You know, it's yeah. going to be, the, the logistics are going to be really interesting on this whole thing. Well, and that's why it's like, hey, you got five minutes. Whoop. I already have a a um, slide that will go up that has a five-minute countdown, and that's it. And then if they're not done, trade's up, on to the next pick. And I, I, really, I don't see it happening too much. Um We'd really be going. We don't know what we're doing with this yet. So I think uh, I think just having that option to go after that player that you want and throw out some picks or throw out some picks of next year to try to move up for that one guy, I think just throws another element into the draft. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it. I think next year people will be more prepared for that because they'll see what other guys do and and I, I think it throws a little extra excitement in there. But yeah, I think we have two or three at the most. And so then we'll conclude the draft. I will quickly input all the um, players into Yahoo. Take me about 20 minutes. In the meantime, we were thinking about, we'll probably get, we were thinking about doing a podcast following directly after the, the draft to kind of bring in each team for two or three minutes, what they thought of their draft. Everyone will be drunk. It'll be fun. We'll kind of set up kind of in there somewhere. I think that might be pretty fun. Then we can, you know, do because it won't be like obviously, um, Bud, Justin, and I won't necessarily be talking about our teams. We will organically through the process, but we're only talking about the other nine guys. So it'll only take about 20 minutes to get through, um, you know, 20 or 30 minutes on top of the draft to get that done. So it should be pretty fun. So that's it. I mean, that's kind of what we're thinking. So overall, what do you uh, what do you guys think as as two guys that are going to be in the draft? What do you guys think of that process? Are we missing anything? Do we need to consider anything else? What do you guys think? Well, I think the great thing is with this league is we're uh, ever evolving, right? So I think uh, 
year after year, we're just getting better. And uh, even with this flag throwing out for five minutes, uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, I think I think input is great. Um, after the draft, maybe we take some uh, votes or have some more discussions on what worked, what, what didn't work. That's a good idea too, actually. That's a, that's a really good idea. We could incorporate that into the, the podcast. It's a great idea. Hey, I think it's going to be an epic draft. I think that uh, guys, we're all in on on IDP this draft, which is going to fluster the hell out of some people. Um, especially yeah. with with without with, I mean, you're not going to have best available up there for people to look at. And when do you start to sprinkle in IDP? It's going to be interesting. I'm fired up yeah. for it. And and just to add to that, people aren't taking IDP serious. They're just not. Like they're not, they're not taking, they're not prepared for IDP. They're not, they're not even preparing from a keeper IDP the way that they should. And last year, for some reason, people forget that we did the IDP draft separate. Like now you're going to have to pepper those guys in. And those guys are going in those sixth, seventh, eighth round in regular drafts. And that's our first, second, third. And I don't think people realize that. And they're definitely not prepared. So it's actually good for me. I can't wait. I'm going to get all the good players. You know, I only have nine picks in the top six rounds. I'm good. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks for joining. Justin, it's great to see you. Kevin, thanks for being our guest host. I think our guest analyst. I think you did a great job. See you next time, guys. Bye. We miss you, hip-hop. We miss you, hip Don't drink the podcast.